Welcome back to another story time. My name is Phil Gallagher, and I'm very excited to bring you the story titled Homo Distractus. Now, I am currently enrolled in a mindfulness class. And let me tell you, it's got some good stuff in there. I thought I should, you know, take a class to learn how to slow down a little bit, um, to learn how to pay attention more, and to learn how to be present more. And we were sitting in the class going through some exercises, some things that we can do on our own. And I had this story come to mind when we were discussing how we feel distracted, how we live our lives distracted. So this is the story for you. It was a long while ago, but my wife fell in love with running. And it happened kind of all at once, I feel like. Um, she might tell the story a little differently. But up until that point in time, my wife hated to run. In fact, she would only do it if she was angry or upset or if she was trying to punish herself in some sort of way. And then the switch flipped. And it was like she wanted to exercise. She wanted to take care of herself. And she was going to do that by running. And before long, she enjoyed running. And she would go three-ish times a week. And as she began running, then she signed up for a race. And I had never heard of this race before until she signed up for it. But it's in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. And yes, it's called the Boulder Boulder. And it's quite the experience. I mean, if you want to have a race where you can compete and eat bacon and have cupcakes and do a slip and slide and listen to bands play, this is your kind of race. Now, she got into it. And we wanted to watch her and cheer her on. The we being my three boys and myself. So we wanted to go down and we wanted to cheer her on in this race in her newfound love of running. And so what we did was we found a house swap deal. And we exchanged our house for someone else's kind of apartment that was near the end of the race. Now, back then I had three boys and the youngest was still in a stroller, you know. So Anna was going to wake up the morning of the race. She was going to go to the starting line. We were not going to go there. We were going to hang out in this apartment and then kind of pack up snacks, drinks, uh, sunblock, camera, all of those kinds of things. And kind of go out to the edge of the road where the race would be. See her run by, cheer her on, and then go into the stadium that was just not that far away and meet up with her. That was the plan. That's what we were planning on doing. It's not at all what happened though or transpired. So she woke up early. She was a bit anxious, a bit nervous, a bit excited. All of that mixed into one. She took off and then the boys and I woke up, you know, at our leisurely pace, took our time, enjoyed the morning a little bit and then packed everything up and went out to the road to wait. Now, looking back, it's quite possible we went out entirely too early because we got out there and we stood and we stood and we waited and we baked in the sun. We felt like we were melting, 
my boys, you know, they're kind of rambunctious. They're doing different things. They're pushing on the fence that's, you know, keeping us from going out into the race. They're in the middle of all these people. So, so many people walking around and they're getting hungry. They're getting thirsty. You know, they're picking on each other. They're doing what boys do at that age. Entirely age appropriate. However, I am kind of honed in on the road, right? I am focused and I am there to cheer my wife on who has found this excitement and this passion in running. And so for the most part, my boys are doing all of these things and it, you know, it wasn't really that heavy on me until, you know, the 30 minutes went by, 45 minutes goes by, all of that. We didn't really track my wife properly in the race, I guess I should say. We were newbies at this whole kind of thing. So she didn't have a cell phone and I didn't know where she was. So I was frantically just scanning all of the runners as they would come, especially off into the distance, right? Well, as the day went on, we kept standing there. We never saw her coming. And my boys continued to escalate mm -hmm. as far as like vying for my attention and doing things. And before you know it, I'm standing there and I hear one of them saying, don't put rocks in my ears. And I look down. And if you picture what gravel looks like, make it smaller, <laughs> like smaller rocks than gravel. And they had been placing these rocks in each other's hair and then also secretly in each other's ears. And one of my boys was beginning to tip his head and all of these little rocks were about to go down into his ear. And I was like, no, this is not okay. And I kind of lay into my boys a little bit and I'm talking to them and I'm grabbing one of my boys, turning his head to dump the rocks out of his ears. And as I'm doing that, I hear, hey, and it just goes by really quick. I hear, hey. And then I look up and about 10 or 15 feet away from me, the backside of my wife is running toward the stadium. I missed the moment. We missed the moment. We didn't get to cheer her on. We did not take a picture. I failed that day. It was crazy. We didn't get to see her in that moment. We missed it. We missed it. Now I'm telling you this story simply because our brains behave in such a strange way. Never really wanting to settle down or to slow down or to be present right now. They constantly push and pull us forward or backward and it's hard to just enjoy this moment and to be fully present, to be right here, right now. That's a tough, tough thing. And so I just wanted to put it out there to encourage you to do that, to fight for that, to figure ways out, to quiet yourself down, to slow down, to breathe, and to settle into this moment right here, right now. Because oftentimes, when we are unable to do that, we miss some really, really good moments. We miss out on some stuff. I know that's true. 
and I've felt it, and I'm sure you can echo that same feeling. So I'm not sure if you're feeling a bit like a human being. You know, I've always heard people say, well, you're a human being, not a human doing. You know, I've heard that. So you need to be. But uh, I certainly feel a part of the species called Homo distractus. And I feel like so much around me is competing for my attention and my time and my energy. And oftentimes, I'm not even sure that I'm really here in the moment. And I personally want to do better at that. And I wanted to encourage you to do the same. So I hope you enjoyed my story, Homo Distractus. Until next time, friends, may you slow down and be present in this moment, right now, right here.